With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In a Morgan. Hey, Orlando. Good to have you with us. You're in the zone with Brandon Kravitz on FM 96.9 The Game. Welcome back to the show. Happy to have you on board. It is time now for our In the Zone Player of the Night. Let's head up to Atlanta where everybody got their money's worth on bobblehead night. Acuna gives this a ride to straightaway center field. He got another one. 39 on the doorstep of 40 for Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna Jr. homered twice on his own bobblehead night. That is such a baller move. And he stole his 67th base of the season, leaving him one long ball shy of becoming Major League Baseball's first 40-60 player and the Braves beat the Phillies 9-3. That is the definition of our In the Zone Player of the Night, presented by Hourglass Brewing. Stop by, grab their mouth-watering local craft beer. Two locations, one in Longwood, the other on Curry Ford at hourglassbrewing.com for all the info. Happy Jerome Ford Day to you, sir. Congratulations. I won, I think. I hope. 66 bucks worth. So, uh, yeah, ended up with Jerome Ford, uh, Jerome Ford in our Superflex League. I got him in another one of my leagues because I have Nick Chubb in four out of the five leagues that I'm in. One of the waivers doesn't clear until tonight, so I'm still waiting on another league. Just hoping that Kareem Hunt signing can uh, not take away too bad from what Jerome Ford is due, which I don't think that it will. We'll see, though. That 80-yard run that he had in that last week versus Steelers, counting towards the 100-plus that he had, or the 60-yard run, whatever it was, that's really in the back of my head because it's great that he has the explosiveness to do it, but if you are just any back in the NFL and the blocking is right, you have the ability to break out for a 50-yard-plus run, so... Hopefully he can get around that 17, 18-point marker for at least a couple of weeks. I don't expect to see the 20-pluses. There's a little bit of receiving upside, too, because he had 100 yards rushing, but he had 131 total yards, so some of the damage he did in the receiving game. It was a fine pickup by you. I'm glad that you made the investment. Big-time college football games this weekend. Truly a monster schedule. Cancel any plans if you've got them. Even the mid-tier games are good, but the monsters this week include the following. FSU Clemson at noon, Colorado Oregon at 3.30, Ole Miss Alabama at 3.30. Does Bama take another L? Ohio State Notre Dame, that's at 7.30. And then for our purposes, UCF and Kansas State, which is huge to us, that one is on the night slate. And that is about as good as it gets. I mean, that is quite the schedule. Got you covered from the second Football starts at noon, and you've got great games all the way throughout the night. Not another game, Colorado, Colorado State, that's going to keep you up until 2.30 in the morning. But 
for the um, for us that have a reasonable sleeping schedule, this is a perfect college football slate. One of the things that I love, and I think we all love about what we've seen so far this season, is that it finally looks like we might actually get a little bit of variety with the college football playoff at the end of the year. It feels like we've had the same teams, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan. It's been the same Clemson for years, the same teams year over year. And I think this year we're going to get variety and likely going to get a ton of debate too. Notre Dame, USC, FSU, Miami, Texas could all legitimately be involved in the discussion at the end of the year. And that's exciting to think about. Here is where the debate will rage, Tyler. I'm coming up with a couple of different scenarios here. USC wins the Pac-12. Georgia wins the SEC. Michigan wins the Big Ten. FSU wins the ACC. Texas wins the Big 12. Okay? See, you're jotting your notes over there. That's five schools. That's five really impressive programs who, if they were to get to the title game in their own conference and win would all have a resume worthy of the four spots that they allow. And one of those teams would get left out. So this, I've not, I haven't been the hugest proponent of exaggerated expansion, I'll call it. I like the idea of expanding a little bit. Uh, Expanding to six, I thought would have been perfect. They're going to go to 12, but not yet. This is a good reason to do it, because you've got all these teams, and then that leaves other teams out of the mix that would also be interesting. Uh, as part of all of this, isn't it ironic too that if UCF were to run the table, if they win the rest of their games and even win the Big Twelve, I don't think they'd get in. After all this time waiting to get into a Power Five, the, the, the college football is so loaded at the top with every conference, every major conference having a superpower right now. I don't think they would get in. So I know that it's a lot to digest, but I just wanted to get that all off, all off my chest. Yeah. Um. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Where do you want to start? I think I think I I think I followed along enough. It's con- and, it's confusing, but it's fun. Oh, absolutely. And the Big Twelve right now is the, the I mean they're the weakest of the Power Five as far as the top twenty five standings go, and there's not a spot for all those teams. Who all those conference, those Power Five conference winners to make the college football playoffs. Right now, it seems obnoxious that we're going to have to look at a USC who wins the Pac-12 and say, sorry, you're not getting invited to the big dance. Have fun at the middle school prom. At the end of the year, and I'm not saying this is going to be USC, I'm just saying this as an example, it might not look as crazy. Because right now, all those teams are 3-0 and at this point. Anyone that we mentioned that is going to come atop any of those Power 5 conferences, they're 3-0. and We might get two of those Power 5 winners undefeated at the end of the year. You know, we have Ohio State and Michigan are in the mix. If they're most likely meeting in the Big Ten Championship, and if they don't, then that means because one of them lost, they they already lost to one another. So yeah, let's only- not forget about Penn State, who's right there in that mix. They've got a really good team this year, strong defense, good quarterback, and they all play each other. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State—they all have each other on the schedule. Right. So that could shake things up right. too. Once you start to tack on these losses to that these schools will take as the season progresses, as Texas gets a bad loss that I'm sure that is going to be coming for them, then it's going to start the 
the picture gets clear. I agree. It's not Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, like we feel like we see every single year. There's more parity throughout college football this year. But right now, it seems like it's wide open, right? There could be, we could be talking about 12 schools. Why doesn't LSU, if they, LSU wins the SEC, they get a, they got to go, right? I would they, think. They lost the FSU if that's their one loss. And FSU is going to end, you know? So, like, it's so wide open. We could have 15 teams that we can make an argument for. We'll be there when it's down to the Final Four. It is Once crazy. Once we roll yeah. along here, it's going to dwindle down, and na- that window is going to close and narrow. I'm, I would be so curious to see if some of these SEC teams, not if they end up with two losses, because I think that would make the decision a little bit easier. But if you have, like, LSU already has a loss, Georgia looks like, based on what I saw against South Carolina, if South Carolina had their ducks in a row in, a row in the second half, they would have won that game. Georgia looks like they can be beat based on what I saw. I said last week, I want to see what Georgia looks like because I haven't actually seen them against real competition. I watched it. I'm not that impressed. Their quarterback's not as good as Stetson Bennett has been for this team. Their defense looks good, but not dominant. So I think they can be beat. If they end up taking an L, LSU already has one. Hey, uh, you get a champion out of the SEC that has a loss. Are we going to look at the SEC champion at the end of the year with all these other strong teams and go, I don't know about them? It's so, it is possible, which is crazy because it hasn't been that like it, it hasn't ever been like that. Yeah, no, and it's it's so tough. And part of it, I think, because <laughs> like I think the Pac-12, it's when the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve in my brain have been the lesser of the Power 5 conferences when it comes to college football. Not that they don't have competitive teams every year, but you think about the SEC, it's a dogfight. You think about the Big Ten, you have Michigan and Ohio State who are there year in, year out. Um, Or excuse me, the the ACC has had Clemson, so they've been very top-heavy. That's kind of been it. And when it, when in your head, it's like, okay, we can have two SEC teams in, which okay, yeah, we Alabama and Georgia in the years past has been they deserve to get in over any whoever wins the Pac-12. There's there might be three ranked teams in the Pac-12, and there could be six in the SEC. So that's where two teams from the SEC get the nod this year. It, it like I said, it's more parity. We it, the season is going to play itself out, and the picture will become more clear. But right now, sp- spitball at that top ten, yeah. and you, with how schedules work out. Towards the end of the year, the top dogs, Georgia played South Carolina. Michigan hasn't played anyone to note. Texas beat Bama. Um, Florida State beat LSU. USC has some big-time matchups coming up. Ohio State hasn't played anyone to note. So once the, all of these guys have played one or two ranked opponents, that's where things start to shake out, and it gets really fun. Uh, yeah, and I'm curious to see what happens if, say, Notre Dame. Okay, let's say Notre Dame wins, uh, they beat USC, and they beat Ohio State. They run the table. Uh, maybe they lose to one of those teams, but they finish with a really impressive resume. If they, they play Michigan, they play Penn State, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm looking at Ohio State's schedule. They play Ohio State, Duke, USC, Clemson still. So they can have a loss to one of those teams if they run the table with the rest of their schedule. 
they're not in a conference championship at, at the end of the year. Do they get in over a team that wins the Big Ten that has a loss that's maybe worse than the one that they had, or maybe their loss is to Notre Dame? So I know this is all very confusing, but this is the kind of stuff that we're going to be facing at the end of the year, and the teams that will come from those weaker conferences they're really strong at the top. If Texas runs the table, they're not being left out. And brand power matters. We know that when it comes to the committee. Texas and USC, if they win all of their games moving forward, they're not going to want to leave those teams out with those quarterbacks and that brand power on the side of their helmet. So that's all part of this, too. But then but then you got to leave somebody out of the equation. Somebody's going to get screwed at the end of the year with the way that this is all shaping out. Oh, well, it happens every single year. We saw Alabama and Tennessee, who we both thought probably uh, both of them would be favorites for some of the teams that made it into the college football playoffs. And a lot of people, media, inside, outside, a lot of people felt that they would be favored. That's how the college football system has been when it comes to playoffs. I specifically mean I think that either a really strong Notre Dame team that doesn't play in a conference championship or a conference champion who had a blemish on their resume is going to be left out. Right. We always end up with somebody where we go, but, they, but they're this good. Is why yeah. they're not in. Exactly. We, I think you're going to have a conference champion at the end of the year that goes, wait, I'm not invited to this? Yeah. I really think that's going to happen. It could be a Texas, a USC, Penn State. could be Florida State, honestly. Yeah. Or it, Clemson. What if Clemson I, wins the ACC? But you're not impressed with how they went about doing it. They get left out. Well, yeah, you lost to Duke, though. Here's that's that's the major blemish on Clemson. At the end of the day, this is an hours and hours and hours long of evaluation and sit down. Is who decides this? Yeah. We simply can't cover it. In a no, I know. Segment. Do you have your ideal four? So thank you. Okay. That was what I wanted to wrap with. Is to have the I I didn't think through this. I threw it out there. But I wanted to come up with this live, so I purposely did not prepare what my ideal four would look like. But I want things to be shaken up, so I think my I think I would leave out. It's unfair to do this because they've got three strong teams. I think now I can't leave Penn State out. Oh my goodness! I think I would have because I want to make it different. I want it to be different but strong. I want a combination of the two. So. I'm still putting an SEC rep in there. I would go Georgia, Texas, Florida State, uh, USC. Yeah, I'm leaving out a Big Ten school. Sorry. So that was... Which almost seems impossible. That was Georgia, Texas, Florida State, USC. Okay, so our list... I think that would be awesome. Our lists aren't too far off. I, I realize I do not have an SEC school on my list, which seems problematic, I went with Michigan. I think that they are the overall best team in college football right now. They haven't put it to the test, though, so I'm not going to die by that. But in my head, I think that's who I've been. Uh, That's who I will be most impressed by by the end of the year. I have on here Ohio State or Texas, but the whole Michigan-Ohio State thing is already weird enough. You don't want to end up with both of them in the playoffs, so I'm going to go with Texas. And then you have the difference of you have FSU, we have FSU in there, and I also have USC in there. Okay, so run through that list, just bang, bang, bang. Uh, Michigan, Texas, FSU, USC. So we are similar, except I have Michigan, you have UGA. Yeah. 
I can't picture a college football playoff without an SEC school. But that's We're point. talking different, baby. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, and yours is definitely that. More in the zone coming up after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.